0: Hey y'all, it's your girl Mac. Welcome to Mac Reviews. I am doing a review of Life After Lockup uh, Season 3 Episodes 48 through 49. I watched the episode last week, but I did not get to review. I was out of town. Um, And so I'm going to be reviewing both episodes um, on this uh, show. Hey y'all, it's your girl Mac. Welcome to Mac Reviews. I am doing a review of Life After Lockup uh, Season 3 Episodes 48 through 49. I watched the episode last week, but I did not get to review. I was out of town. Um, And so I'm going to be reviewing both episodes um, on this uh, show. I'm going to talk first about Brittany and Ray. I'm going to talk about the couples that didn't have a whole lot going on first, although not a lot happened last week or this week. So (laughs) um, Ray, uh, we know he got a new job, and they're showing him at what is supposed to be his workplace. I don't know if this is really it. It's obvious this is not like a real day at work, right? (laughs) I don't know if this is just a place that um, agreed to allow them to tape there. But um he did get his ankle monitor off and uh he's talking with his supposed to be co-worker trey mario and i have not seen the name trey and mario put together creative but yeah so and he's talking about how when he gets his check he's looking at it um and i he's like you know wow I worked 60 hours this week which i don't know if that's true or not but <laughs> him working 60 hours Um, I mean, it's possible to work 60 hours, but that's like, wow. So, and he's like, he's disappointed because of taxes and all that. And I, I don't know if his restitution is being garnished from his wages. It's very possible that it is. Um, and you know, he's acting all shocked and, um, he's feeling like he can't really do anything with that money. And then we see, uh, what the girl name is? Brittany. I was about to say Brianna. Brittany is um, shopping with her sister and telling her how she's excited about Ray getting uh, his first paycheck because he's going to spend it on her. And um, she sounds ridiculous. You know, she uh, she sounds ridiculous. She knows that the job he's doing is probably not high earning. I mean, what did he say? 14 to $15 an hour. And um, he... Like, it just, I don't know, I, I, I'm starting to wonder if this is a character that they have Brittany playing because the things she's saying makes zero sense. And it doesn't make sense that she thinks that this guy who just got out of prison, who um, is working, you know, in a warehouse and is supposed to just take his money and spend it on her and buy a ring and or save for a ring and buy her things and take her out it's ridiculous and it's not realistic and I'm starting to wonder if she's just playing into this and she doesn't actually believe what she's saying because it just sounds so ridiculous and she's telling her sister about how she's done all this stuff for him and you know maybe she's to remind him and I feel like her sister was kind of laughing at her because this is very ridiculous you know so um when she gets home he um shows her his his uh, paycheck and she like acts like she's shocked that that's why I don't know if this is fake and they she's trying to encourage him and tell him oh you know you're on the right track this is what it is and um they do this ridiculous thing with pasta where she's like oh these are taxes this is your check and then he's like okay this is my check this is restitution and he throws it in the trash and I was like hold up why are y'all throwing away pasta (laughs) like I'm confused this is food so um they he ends up just going back in the room because he's frustrated and um, I, I'm I'm finding it hard to believe that Ray doesn't know about taxes. Like I mean, it is shocking. Like when you first start working as a teenager, like the first check I got when I was like 18 or 19, um, you know, it was a shock for me. <laughs> but he, are it has Ray really never worked a legal job? Like has he never? ever had a legal job or is this just an act? Because there's there's no way he didn't know this. So eh, I don't know how real this was, but I really hope that Britney's playing a, a, a role. I hope that she's playing this up and she doesn't actually expect this guy to be buying her things and um, saving up for a ring rather than focusing on establishing himself. That would be so selfish. And so I really hope this is not what she genuinely honestly believed although I mean they're still together so I saw them on IG so (laughs) they're still together so um next is I'm gonna talk about next real quick um Amber and Puppy I don't know why they're here but uh they meet up for lunch Puppy calls Amber and she tells her straight up that you know you hurt my feelings when you said you can't talk to me until I get myself together and Um, you know, Amber doesn't really say anything and she's just like, well, you know, and, um, by the way, Amber looks like she gained weight, a little bit of weight. (laughs) So, um, and she asks, uh, Amber asks puppy about who the guy was at the house and puppy says she guesses that's her boyfriend. And she says that he's very aggressive. He gets, um, angry and, um, he keeps her on a tight leash and, You know, the guy sounds abusive and I'm going to get into that. He sounds controlling. Um, So Amber is saying, oh, you know, I want us to be. Does Amber say she wants them to be friends? I don't remember, but she. uh, um, I guess she still wants to be friends now. She says she's concerned about her and this is so boring. um <laughs> amber asks her uh not amber puppy asks amber about sammy and like you know what's up with him and she's like oh now he's doing all the things that i expected of him before and i love him and am um, uh puppy finds that hard to believe and she doesn't think sammy's good for amber um puppy wants to check th- this dude out that amber's with his name is eric um, I don't know why she's staying with him. She says she just didn't want to keep staying with her mom. I'm wondering if this guy's a drug dealer. Like, why is she staying with this dude? And she says it violates her parole to stay with him because I think she was supposed to parole to her mom's house. Um, and so when she comes back, uh, he's, he's, he's asking her, why didn't you tell me you were going to see your ex and all this? And I'm like, what are you talking about? you signed the waiver to be on this show and you have a mic on you. You know she went to see I, just, I can't with I don't Amber and Puppy. I I don't I don't know why they're on here, but um he doesn't believe you can be friends with your exes. He's coming off I'm not getting acting from him. He's coming off as controlling and um i He seems insecure, like I'm getting abusive from him he's he's giving me abusive, <laughs> so and he's giving me controlling and insecure and i, I am a little concerned because um, then he thinks that Amber might want to take his position, and I'm like, no, she doesn't like what the? <laughs> so and exes be friends, yes. Um, but not in the same definition as they hang out all the time and talk all the time. But can they be cool with each other? Yeah, that's possible. It's just because you have them and doesn't mean other people can't do that. So anyways, on to the next. Just trying to get through these boring couples um, to, to get to the interesting ones. Next, Brittany and Marcelino. Um, <laughs> Brittany, the girl Amber, that, Amber, Amanda that we saw in season one that was her uh, friend and girlfriend in prison, um, shows up again, and (laughs) they meet up, and Amanda's dating a girl, and, uh, they're, they're kind of flirting, and she's telling her, like, you know, Brittany, you're always gonna be my number one, and I'm like, what are you talking about? She's married, what are y'all talking about? (laughs) She's married with a bunch of kids, but (laughs) she got 51 kids in the house with Marcelino, (laughs) so anyways, um, she tells her about the Robert situation and that she hasn't told Marcelino yet. So before she leaves, she says, um, oh, let me know in front of Marcelino. Let me know if you need help with that Robert thing. And that obviously was on purpose. This all seems very staged. And um, <laughs> now Marcelino's like, what is she talking about? She lets him know about the money and, you know, he's very upset and. Um, she's like, you know, I already feel like a failure and he's like, yeah, this sounds like a failure, which is that the best thing to say to your your spouse when they, um, have possibly made a mistake like this? No, it's not. But this is Marcelino. That's classic Marcelino. I also don't believe this scene. So (laughs) it's just, I don't believe this storyline at all. I think I like Brittany and Marcelino. I'm, I'm glad that they are like the success story of this show. I'm so glad they're doing well, but I do not want to see them. (laughs) Like there's just no reason. This storyline is not believable. I'm not entertained. I'm really not. It's good to see a healthy, stable couple. Like, they're easy to watch, Brittany and Marcelino. But I'm, it's not interesting. And I don't believe it. Maybe this this uh, is a reenactment or, you know, I don't know. So, anyways, um, Brittany uh, apologized to him about the money. They go over to the house that was supposed to be the sober house, I, I think, that they purchased. Because, you know, they bought all this stuff to for, to be in the house and they want to get that stuff back. Um, side note, when they get there, the the girl, the business partner, her name was Kanan. Her boyfriend comes to help them and he's wearing a shirt that says 50% hood, 50% holy. Pray with me. Don't play with me. I like it. <laughs> I like that. I thought that was funny. Um. And of course, he's conveniently there. You know, we have already seen his face. You've heard his voice, which tells us he signed the waiver to appear on camera. So I don't know how real this is. Um, And and yeah, they, you know, Britney starts cursing them out and telling them no, because he closes the door when he sees them coming and they want to go in the house and get the stuff. And Arcelino's like, oh, I have to control my wife because I I don't want her to go back to prison. Listen, anyways, next. So. Um, Let me talk about John and Christiana. They didn't have a lot happen, but uh, Christiana is talking to her son, who she hasn't seen in a year. I don't know if she hasn't talked to him in a year or if she just hasn't seen him. I think she has talked to him, but she hasn't physically seen him. Maybe he doesn't live in that same state or he lives far away. I don't know how big Ohio is, but um, she says he's never seen her sober, and I was like... Wait a minute. Okay, <laughs> so, you know, we know she had her son when she, well, she talked about how she had her son when uh, she was 16 and she lost custody of him um, when he was 21 months old and to the dad. So I guess the dad must have been sober because it looks like the boy was raised by his father. Um, and so she's talking to him and he's saying, you know, he'd be disappointed if she um, went back to the drugs again and you know he um he wants her to do better this time um she invites him to her wedding now I don't know if this guy has met John I don't know if they've spent time together I don't know how much time she spent with her son it just seemed a little it seemed a little weird to me that you're asking him to come to this wedding but how much time have you spent with him like is he in school does he have a job like what is the status of your her relationship with him and I just kind of feel like it's if you haven't spent much time with him and you don't know each other, why are you inviting him to come to your wedding rather than just saying, hey, let's hang out, come out here, spend time, come to the house? Like, I don't know. I was kind of like, mm, really, Christiana? And he was um, on the fence as well. He said he's going to think about it. Um, you know, and she's saying that she wants her son to trust her. And she feels bad about not being there for him. But it's like you inviting him to the wedding. That's not a way to kind of make up with him. (laughs) So, um, yeah. (laughs) And then we see, uh, Christiana and John looking at wedding venues and she is saying that she misses her sister, Tara, and she wants her to still be a part of her life. Um, and she wants her at the wedding. She says she misses her and I don't get it. Uh, (laughs) so I'm like, what are you talking about? And, John doesn't want Tara at the wedding. I think the only reason he doesn't want her there is because he doesn't want her telling Christiana that they most likely slept together, or he doesn't want her, like, sabotaging the wedding. Even though he was flirting with her and probably smashed her, he can see that she's toxic and that she clearly will try to, like, ruin the wedding, which I, I think she would. She looks completely reckless and, like, she has no... She has nothing to lose, you know? She looks like she just doesn't care, (laughs) you know, and she has nothing to lose, like, why wouldn't she, she hasn't, she she just seems like one of those people, you can't let people who have nothing to lose be in your life, like, you just, you have to, (laughs) you have to have boundaries, if somebody has nothing to lose, you can't really deal with them, you have to keep them at arm's length, like, just talk to them on the phone every once in a while, like, you can't invite them to stuff, because they'll probably make scenes and, you know, do, destroy property or something, (laughs) so anyways, um, she also goes for her wedding fitting with her mom her mom looks a lot better she she doesn't have her oxygen tank i mean you know her voice is what it is but like she just looks better and she looks like she might have lost some weight and and she's not she doesn't have her oxygen tank with her i I don't know where she's been staying. i don't know if she's been staying with them i don't know but she just looks better um apparently she did get a hold of tara and tara agreed to be her maid of honor i was like what what is you talk? <laughs> these people are so weird so your sister flirts with your husband tries to sleep with him or probably has slept with him and you ask her to be your maid of honor at your wedding ceremony like what kind of toxic is this anyways <laughs> so of course Tara didn't show up why would she show up like asking her to do that was ridiculous anyways but she should have just been straightforward and said no I'm not coming <laughs> like um, they call her and, the, and um, she doesn't pick up. And the mom is like crying because she's like, you know, I don't want my kids to be addicts and have addictions. And, you know, it, it was just sad to see her upset. Christiana's mom is always sad, her scenes. <laughs> so, I, you know, um, I, I feel for her. Her kids are addicts. I mean, at least Christiana is trying. OK, so next I'm going to talk about Lacey and John. Jean, they say john <laughs> and oh and shane <laughs> so um she's calling john she's crying saying oh she thinks shane is cheating on her and he's just like i mean you left him for me so what you you know what you want me to say like i told you not to marry him <laughs> and i don't know why she's calling john um she says she's spoken to John a few times since she had her child. Which I was like, why? Didn't this man write you a letter and say never to that he ain't never going to talk to you no more and to leave him alone? Like, <laughs> and um, apparently he has a girlfriend, which, I, you know, we knew. But he's still struggling to be clean um, from drugs. Um, and I think the last time we saw him, he was on methadone or something. So, um, she says that, you know... She, Shazhan never cheated on her and you know I, I don't know if they asked her if she still loves him or if she thinks she's still in love with him and she's like what is love it's all BS um yeah <laughs> I'm gonna talk about Lacey in a minute so then Lacey's dad is talking to Shane and he's like you know calling out Shane saying oh you need to step up you need to do it and Shane is saying you know listen he feels depressed and he he says that he feels like he's a nobody that you know he came out of prison he Um, can't find a good enough job and he has a kid and um, he just doesn't feel well. And, 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 you know, Lacey's dad is just like, oh, so what you regret being with her or you need to step it up, you need to deal with it like this. (sighs) Okay, so I don't I don't believe that, you know, I don't think men go through postpartum depression because obviously men's bodies are not did not experience childbirth. But I am starting to think that it is possible that shayne <laughs> that Shane might actually um be depressed. And it, it it may not have to do with postpartum. It just may be, I mean, yeah, this guy came out of prison. He's been in prison since he was 17. Um and maybe he is a little depressed and feels like he maybe he doesn't feel good about himself. It is possible. But uh she, uh, Lacey's dad is not seeming to understand what's going on, and to me, I'm, you know, I'm kind of looking at her dad. Uh, her dad likes, dude, you're, you're chewing out, or you're trying to call, um, you're trying to call out shame, but you should be calling out your daughter. Your daughter's toxic. Look at the men she chooses. Look at how she acts. Did you, did you call your daughter out when, um when she got into this situation, you know, like you he needs to talk to his daughter like this because her her choices are atrocious. Your daughter is a baby mama, your daughter has anyways, like sir, <laughs> and I'm not saying parents shouldn't love their kids and take up for their kids. But like if your child is wrong and they're making atrocious decisions, you gotta care enough about them to talk to them. I mean be loving, but like come on. <laughs> so um I feel that Lacey is full of it. I think Lacey's really toxic. And I think that Lacey um, just, you know, she she tells she told us that she had a child at 17. And I mean, yeah, she's she's got her house and she pays her bills and that's good. But um, she doesn't seem to have any self-awareness and she doesn't seem to know to recognize, you know, why are you choosing to be in these really unhealthy relationships? Why can't you be by yourself? (laughs) Why um, are you engaging in such toxic behavior and then acting like a victim? Like, it is mind-boggling to watch someone be so willingly blind to their own behavior. Like, it's like the delusions. (laughs) It's the delusions for me. Like... (laughs) girl like you created this entire situation (laughs) you are not a victim you were with John you lied to him and cheated on him with Shane you lied to Shane (laughs) and then you left John humiliated and disrespected him on national television to get with Shane (laughs) like what and then when Shane supposedly cheated on you you humiliated him and brought John back into the pit like what is wrong with this chick and then she has the nerve to be crying and acting like she's some kind of victim and her father is not calling her out of her atrocious behavior i mean and there's all these young children involved and i just i i I hope the generational curse here stops because you know she talked about how her mom was an alcoholic and then she got into drugs and she's making these terrible decisions now and her father's not calling her out on her awful behavior, you know, and she's already over 30 and she's not stopping this ridiculous toxic behavior. And if she doesn't, Lacey's going to end up in her fifties and sixties when her looks are faded and not saying you actually can, she's probably going to keep doing cosmetic procedures. So in her (laughs) seventies, when she can't like get men as easily with her looks and, um she's gonna regret all her terrible decisions and probably finally end up going to either a 12 step program or to therapy or something and I just hope that her kids don't end up making the terrible decisions she's making and I think that's the part that she's not thinking of and I wish that her father would call out or somebody would call out and be like you realize that if you don't change your ways like your kids could make terrible decisions as well like Like at some point when your kids start to become lucid and they start their brains like when they get to 13, 14, 15, they're going to even before that. Look how precocious um, a little Dougie was. So 11, 12, 13, 14, they're going to start. Observing that there are men coming in and out of the the home, they're gonna start recognizing that you bring men in all the time. They're gonna start recognizing your toxic behavior. Like, does she not care enough about her? Anyways, I <laughs> let me move on because I didn't even want to see Lacey Shade and John on this on this show again, and I didn't think we would. And I'm just sort of, some of the people on here I want to see. So next, let's talk about um, Dumtay, <laughs> Nicole, and Tia. Um. So Nicole goes to her job interview at the tanning salon. That you know, listen, they weren't gonna hire this girl. They just wanted some free promotion because obviously the lady, the owner, agreed to be on camera, and and let the cameras in. And so, um, she tells her she's worked at three other tanning salons. She lets her know, you know, that she is an um, conv- ex convict. Uh, you know, she came dressed in her um, best. Freakum skirt, um, and, cl- uh, low cut, uh uh, what you call it? Lace body suit, <laughs> but not bodysuit. Um, crap. What's the thing called that you, you strap, y- you know, oh my gosh, what is it? Top, whatever. I don't remember what it's called. Now, it's not a bodysuit. It's a, um, you know, you pin it, it, it looks like it's a bathing suit, but it's not, I could tell it was one of those, but she just put the the skirt over but anyways in a a jean jacket it's not appropriate for her interview (laughs) and um you know the lady is like oh don't call us we'll call you and she comes out and Tia that is there and they're sitting outside the tailing salon and I was like why are you sitting outside? <laughs> why don't y'all go in the car and go sit somewhere else? Like, I've never done that. Like, if I interview for a job, I am leaving. Like, why are you sitting outside? But she says, oh, she thinks it go went well. She thinks she nailed it. Um, and Tia's like, mm, are you sure? <laughs> and um, this is when... Uh, what's her name? Nicole with two elves tells us that Tia's family has money and they take care of her. And I find this hard to believe, but... Um Tia, since we've seen Tia, her clothes always do look nice. She was driving like a BMW. And so it I, I guess I don't really know what her family could do. <laughs> I don't know. But um I guess they take care of her. But then I'm like, okay, if your her family has money, how come she doesn't take care of Nicole financially? Why is um Nicole thinking of going back to Deontay to get money and she's saying to her hey you know you think it would be okay if I called Deontay because I need money and you ain't giving me she ain't saying you ain't giving me no money but I don't understand why Tia's not giving her money if she so calls being taken care of and you know she starts saying oh Deontay's an idiot he just wants to have a bad chick and to give all his money to and I'm like let me say this I think that Tia just thought that Deontay was a nice Kind of slow guy. And I think she's kind of trying him now because of what Tia's mom said that oh he was saying, oh, she owes me beca- sex because I gave her money, which is not what Deontay was saying. Even though I'm not a fan of Deontay, that's not what he was saying. And um I also think she kind of resents that I guess even though her family takes her she doesn't have money to give Nicole. I don't understand that, <laughs> but and so, and I'm like, oh, he's an idiot, but he has a real job and a decent one. He makes money. He has his own place. He's not an ex-convict. <laughs> you know, he, and I, again, I'm not defending him, but I'm like, these chicks are trash. Like, you talking about Deontay? Really? If Deontay wasn't a, if Deontay had a little more sense and some more self-esteem, he could probably get more women. <laughs> and he, you know, he's not doing bad in life. He just has this complex, and I think he's, a, when I say Let me not get into it, but anyways, oh, I'm gonna get into it, but let me, let's move on. So, we see Deontay, and he's with his homeboy, Derek, who is the funniest. He's the best character on this whole show, um, (laughs) yes, and, um, he, he gets a call from, he gets a call from Nicole, and he agrees to meet with her, and, Um, Derek is like you're an idiot what is wrong with you leave that alone (laughs) do not meet her isn't didn't this chick leave me for another another chick and then he's like yeah she left me for some um Justin Bieber machine gun Kelly Post Malone looking (laughs) and I was like oh my gosh that made me crack up yo like I did not know that Deontay knew how to shade (laughs) like I was I was like wow sir I am impressed (laughs) who knew he had a shady side I was very impressed (laughs) he needs to display that side more I mean we know he can be shady because when he met Tia he was like you're a really handsome gentleman it looks like when it comes to Tia he can be shady but um Anyways, And he's right. She does. That's the look that she has. And her voice trips me out. Like, I don't. She sounds like Bobby Hill. But anyways, it looks a little bit in the face like Bobby Hill as well. So, um, his dumb behind agrees to meet with her. And I'm just like, I need to make a meme Because if Desperation was a person, Deontay. <laughs> and he starts going on about, you know, his ex, Chelsea, um, the the girl he was with before uh died she had an overdose and um before she died she I think she wrote him a letter she was trying to get back with him he had broken up with her and he wouldn't speak to her because he was done with her and I guess he had started talking to Nicole and then she overdosed and he's saying that he um he felt bad about that and he didn't want that to happen like he didn't want to risk like something like that happening with uh, Nicole and I was just like, excuse me, what, like, uh, sir? Okay, first of all, Deontay needs to talk to a therapist. He needs to get on talk space. He needs to, if he has insurance through his job, like, um, that there there is that is a that is some trauma kind of because um, that's similar to what happened to Rachel, her ex overdosed and died as well right after they broke up and and that is kind of traumatic and so he needs to talk to a therapist with about that because that's not rational <laughs> her go overdosing had nothing to do with him this was a chick uh he talked about he did an interview on youtube and their relationship sounded toxic to me and um the things that she was doing the girl sounded very troubled and it sounded like their relationship was very toxic and I was just like, this chick was not healthy from what he said, and for him to even be thinking like that is not really. It it doesn't make sense, and, and and he needs to understand that her overdosing had nothing to do with him. So, um, and I mean, it just shows you also that what I keep saying that I think Deontay is a fetishist. I think that he really just wants a white woman at any cost, and for whatever reason, he's not able he's not getting a a white woman in a normal way and I don't know why but um well let me not say I don't know why but I think that Deontay is willing to do a transactional relationship with someone he but he I don't know if he has enough money (laughs) to get a woman who will um do that with him and agree to do it and I mean he might be able to but The problem is he he has to find a chick who's willing to play her position. Like, she has to be willing to give him sex in exchange. But, like, $24 an hour is not that much money. Um, But he... um, He seems like he'd be willing to do it if he could find a chick that would agree with. I feel like there's chicks out there who might. Especially um, looking at his... uh, Again, if you see his photos, I mean... He, he does look well in doubt. I mean, there's there's a chick who would be like, mm. <laughs> I'll sleep with you for some, for some provision. <laughs> I mean, looks like you ain't, you know. <laughs> so, so anyways, um... And Derek is like, do you have any good memories with her? And he's like, mm, he couldn't think of one because he doesn't have any. Um did did I think Derek called him the king of all simps and I'm like yep that's that's your best friend you gonna stick beside him huh I mean (laughs) um so yeah he's a fool so next (laughs) um let me go to Stan and Lisa no no I'm gonna talk about Stan and Lisa last let me talk about Sean and Sarah so Um, this review is going to be a little longer because I'm doing both episodes. Sean and Lee, uh, not Sean and Lee, Sean and Sarah. So, uh, Sarah's been out of prison for two months and she is spending time with her daughter and she's just focusing on her daughter because she's missed her first six years of life and she feels bad about missing like so many pivotal moments. And so she doesn't want to miss anymore. And, um, she's living with her mom. Her and Sean have not seen each other for two months. Apparently, they talk sometimes on the phone and he's still sending her money. But she has not met with him since they first met. And I'm like, you know what? I like Sarah. <laughs> Sarah is not an idiot. Like, Sarah is being cautious and I like it. Um, and she also could check his vibe. <laughs> you know, she could, she could see something ain't right there. <laughs> Which means she's in touch with her women, women's intuition. So um, she's avoiding him. Um, he was able to find a new job. He got a house. Uh, the house looks nice, but it really doesn't look like he's gotten comfortable there, which he shouldn't. You're going to have to move back to Las Vegas. Or he needs... Okay, people don't know. I've seen Kelly in an interview. Kelly does not live in Las Vegas. Kelly lives in New Mexico. And so he need This fool... <laughs> he needs to move to New Mexico so he can be around his kids. Anyways, so... He's saying he feels lonely and all this. He doesn't know anybody there. He moved there to be with her, and um, you know she's talking to her her homegirl, who is her friend from prison. And she's like, you know, he moved here. And I didn't ask him to do that, and of course you did. He didn't need to do that, and he shouldn't have. He's a fool. <laughs> okay. So since he's alone, he's he talks to Kelly every day, and I'm like, Kelly, how I don't I find that hard to believe. I could not talk to this idiot every day. Okay, <laughs> you talk. I'm like, Kelly, you talk to him every day. I don't believe that. Girl, no. <laughs> There's no way Kelly is talking to this fool every day. I would not be able to stand to talk. Listen, if, if we're not talking about the kids, we don't need to speak. You can text me, okay? <laughs> I could not talk to this guy every day. Um, so she feels like he doesn't respect her wanting to take it slow. Like She's had bad experiences with guys in the past, and she's being cautious. And she should be because he's another bad guy. And... <laughs> Um I think that she's being reasonable and being cautious and she's probably this is the smartest I've seen a woman on this show. I mean I think that Britney actually when she came out, she had to really set Marcelino straight because he was trying to be like controlling and speed things up and she was trying to be slow with him as well. Um so Britney was pretty smart, but this girl I like that, you know, she's not really giving, um Sean play cuz he's an idiot. Um So he's saying that he gave up a lot to be with her and move out there. And I'm like, she doesn't know you. (laughs) Like, she's not going to, like, just be that open with you. She does not know you. Um, And so they're, they're talking on the phone. And he's saying to her, he's confronting her and saying, hey, how come we haven't hung out? You know, you could at least give me one day. Um, and he's saying, like, I did all this stuff for you. I gave you money. I was there for you. You know, and if you don't meet me, it's over. And I'm like, first of all, you don't have anything to be over. Like, y'all are not a couple. That's number one. Number two, <laughs> um, she didn't ask you to move there. And she told me, I did not ask you to move here. That was your choice. So that has nothing to do with me. That's on you, <laughs> number one. Um, He's like, oh, I feel like I deserve some of your time. And it's like, Why? Why, who are you to hurt you? No, she doesn't owe you anything. She doesn't owe you anything. <laughs> and he really believes that you're a stranger. She does not know you. And he even says it, he says, I only know you in prison. I haven't gotten to hang out with you. I don't know you. And I'm like, are you listening to yourself, sir? <laughs> exactly. You don't know her and she does not know you. Therefore, she does not owe you anything. She doesn't need to hang out with you. That's why she's being cautious. Like, he's such an idiot. (laughs) Like, he is really up here on the phone with this chick like, oh, I sent you all this money. I did like this, so I deserve some of your time. It's like, no, you chose to do that. You didn't have to send her any money. You didn't have to buy her anything. She does not owe you anything. (laughs) And he does believe that. He believes, okay, if i that's why he goes after these chicks in prison because he feels like if he sends them money and buys them things that they will give him sex in exchange. And listen... There are people that do that. There are people that do transactional relationships, but that's not everybody. And she said, you know, money doesn't buy love. I'm not about to do that with you. (laughs) Like, I can change my mind. I don't have to deal with you and I don't owe you anything. She was being real nice. (laughs) She was being so nice because I would have been like, sir, I don't owe you anything. You didn't have to give me any money. You didn't have to buy me anything. You're an idiot. (laughs) Okay. Um, Now, I will say this. Um, that's kind of the same argument with the whole thing with Deontay and Nicole. And, and it is true. Deontay chose to give her all this stuff, but she also asked for all that stuff. And she also led him on and led him to believe they would sleep together. Now she doesn't owe him sex. She doesn't owe him anything. However, the problem is that she lied to him and she deceived him and she told him she'd do these things with him and she asked him for those things. So she did take advantage of him. Um, so anyways, next. Okay, let me, let me, let me talk about Lisa and, Lisa and Stan. Um, this, this is real interesting. La- okay, last week, and then we'll get into this week, because I got things. I got thoughts. Okay. <laughs> um, so, was this when Stan was sick? Yeah, Stan is sick, and she's, like, taking care of whatever. She still has this terrible hair, and I don't understand why she doesn't take it out. It looks atrocious. It's eating up her hairline. It looks nasty and disgusting. I wonder if she's washing it. <laughs> like, anyway, so, um, she's still asking him for stuff, and but also apparently she's not being affectionate. And he's frustrated that all she wants is stuff from him. And I'm like, are you sure about that, Stan? I don't think Stan is frustrated that all she wants is stuff. He's frustrated that she's not giving him sex that's what he's frustrated about. <laughs> so, um, he gets a text or a call. I think it's a text from an ex of his or a woman he said he dated five years ago. Um, and she's like, oh, it's not okay for him to be talking to other women. And I'm just like, but you're talking to other women, girl, what is you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, she's, she is like, oh, I can get other millionaires and I'll I was watching this with somebody and they were like, not with that hair. And I was like, oh, (laughs) girl, (laughs) a mess. Um, And like, uh, I just think she's being really hypocritical. Um, And so she's leaving because she's mad that he's talking to other chicks. And I was like, she's putting all her stuff in a trash bag. And I'm like. She said she spent, like, $300 on these clothes and stuff, and she wants him to buy her a laptop. And I'm like, he's giving you his credit card. You're buying this stuff, and you buy hundreds of dollars worth of clothes, and you want her to buy a laptop, but you didn't take any of that money and get you some luggage? Girl, you can get cheap luggage at JCPenney. You can get luggage at Walmart. (laughs) Like, but you spent $100. Like, what? (laughs) Anyways, or or like a like some kind of bag. Like I was just like, girl, your priorities. Your hair is a mess. <laughs> you don't have like. Wh- Anyways, so um, he she's leaving and she's telling him, okay, you know you I, he she wants him to only be dealing with her and she says only call me when you're ready to set a wedding date and he's like I have been trying to be serious with you and instead a wedding remember he asked her about marriage and about getting married and she was brushing it off and saying she's not ready and all this like she's trying to manipulate him and I'm gonna get more into that um so she comes back to the house she leaves and she spends the night at her brother's house and she's like Lisa is doing a lot of lying <laughs> on this episode and a lot of she's attempting to manipulate, um, Stan. She's being a hypocrite. I mean, I was like, wow, (laughs) okay. So Lisa, um, she's, she is, added him that he was messaging other women and she's saying she has a problem with it and he can't be doing that and I am I am just sitting here this whole episode you know the meme of the guy the black guy and he's turning around and he's he has his hand out his mouth and he's just had like wow that's that was me this whole segment (laughs) their whole scenes I was just like wow (laughs) Lisa is so full of it (laughs) she is um she is saying oh, you know, she thought they were exclusive, but he was like, we never even had that conversation. And, um, you know, apparently he has pictures of himself with his exes on his, uh, in his house. And I was like, now that was a little like, who has a bunch of pictures of themselves with their exes if you're in a new relationship? But um, he, he... Anyway, she's being hypocrite, (laughs) and she wants him to take down the pictures, and he agrees to take them, and um, she says that she doesn't talk to her exes, which kind of is a lie. Well, maybe she means her ex-husbands, but we don't even know for sure if that's true. Um, so she suggests that they go talk to a, like a pastor and I'm not sure why, but I figure out why, um, once we, (laughs) once we see her talking to them, I, I figure, I figure why she does this. So then, um, she says she wants to start going to church and I'm like, you know, that's good, but you're up here lying. (laughs) You're up here deceiving. You're up here manipulating. (laughs) So, um, and side note, when they're in the car, her nasty hair gets attached to his, uh, his arm. And I'm just like, does he really like this? Why doesn't she take this out and have him buy her a, a wig? She couldn't, like, I don't understand. <laughs> but anyways, um... So she's saying how oh, you know, Stan's not the way he was when I was in prison. I thought we had this spiritual connection, I thought we'd get married, and she is just talking all this BS <laughs> and I'm like, Girl No you didn't? Stop Girl, it, it's giving me lies, it's giving me deception, it's giving me BS. <laughs> okay, it's it's so then um So they're talking to the pastor and, you know, this poor man, I think he probably ended up regretting agreeing to be on this show. Um, So um, he just asks him, how long have y'all known each other? He really didn't even ask a super personal question. She could have said two years, three years, however long they've known each other. This heifer starts going in on all the details and tells this man that they met on a website where people pay you for sex. And I was like, well... (laughs) Is that so? <laughs> is that so? Is that is is that what, um What's the name of the site? The whatever the site is it and he was like um I I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> so she's just being real manipulative and lying to this pastor, <laughs> talking about, oh, you know, he's not acting like he did before, and I'm at the end of my rope, and she's she's trying to fake tears, but, you know, no water's coming out of her eyes, <laughs> and, um, you know, she's just not, she's not being honest, and <laughs> she's really trying to, manipulate Stan and make him feel bad and guilt trip him into giving her more money. And she's trying to use this pastor to do it. And it's real disgusting. And I'm just like, wow, (laughs) wow, this girl. And you know, that meme with um, Miss J from ANTM from uh, America's Next Top Model. And he's just like, what? What?" (laughs) That was me. I was like, girl, it's the hypocrisy for me. Like, (laughs) I just, girl, all these lies, (laughs) I mean she was really trying to manipulate stan and i must say stan is one of the strongest people when i say strongest meaning he seems to be the least uh vulnerable person i've seen on this whole series like he doesn't fall for her crap easily he's just like he's like what (laughs) you know and he he was being more honest than her when he was saying that um i mean they're both full of it but he was being more honest than she was being when he said um that Okay, I mean, I don't really think he loves her and thinks she's a great person, (laughs) but he was saying, I think he probably does enjoy her company, and he was saying he doesn't want to be passionate with her or whatever, and so he, like, he's willing to hold up his end of the bargain. He's willing to give her things for sex, but she's not holding up her end. She's not playing her role. (laughs) She's not playing her position. Like, I don't understand why she's acting like she doesn't know how this works, (laughs) and um, I just... She's pretending to cry and pretending to be this victim. And I, Stan's not falling for it. I mean, he wants... He's saying he wants to make it work. But I feel like he's not fully falling for it. But she's really trying to manipulate and lie and control him. And I, I'm not liking it. I, I really was not feeling Lisa on this episode. She was being a real hypocrite. And the pastor was like, you know, the foundation of y'all being together is not good. like, And he even says to her, like, I think you know what you need to do. (laughs) So, it was just so ridiculous. I was like, wow. Lisa and Stan consistently are the most entertaining couple this season. They're the only ones that don't get on my complete nerve. (laughs) Everybody else, um, I'm not, I mean, I can watch them, but they're all annoying. (laughs) So, Lisa and Stan are probably the only ones that are entertaining. I was listening to a review today, and somebody was like, "I hate everybody. Life after Lockup. It's not good. <laughs> it, it's kind of boring. It's it's not getting it's not getting more interesting, <laughs> and I don't think it will. But you know, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, that is my review for um, episode thir- 48 and 49. Um, they were decent episodes. I, I don't know if it's gonna get any better. Maybe Tara will show up and act a fool at their wedding. That might be interesting to see um, at John and Christiana's wedding. Um, so, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, if you are listening on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, give me five stars. Or should I take three? Three, four, five? <laughs> okay? Uh, all right. Thanks. See you next week, guys. Bye. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Um, if you are listening on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, give me five stars or shoot, I take three? Three, four, five. <laughs> okay? Uh, all right, thanks. See you next week, guys. Bye.